Silence can be healing. Now, when I speak of silence, I mean silence in your alone time. I like to practice at least one full day of silence a month. I don't utter a word. I do my best not to interact with others too deeply on social media either. This should be a day to refuel, to go inward and heal. We have to be constantly aware of the need to take care of self. Often, we can be afraid of silence, for we know when silence comes, we're forced to deal with ourselves. But I ask that you not see that as a negative. If there's deep work that needs to be done within, take this one day a month to do the hard work. In time, your day of silence can become multiple days, but let's start small. If there's something troubling your spirit, work on finding ways to get past that chapter. Take your time on that day to ask yourself the tough questions, to seek how to properly heal. It could simply be acknowledging that something is indeed wrong. That can be a positive first step. Take time to focus on your passions, to watch your favorite shows without interruption, to read a new book or a book that you truly love, to engage in some sexual self-love as well. You have options. Take advantage of them. Silent days can bring much needed healing. You just have to work on not being afraid of yourself. Enjoy you. Now, let's get healed. Welcome to the healing space. I am Sensei Raven Akundayo. And I am Brandon Harris Williams. I guess you are. <laughs> I don't know who else I would be. <laughs> You're a Gemini, so I saw the question. How you feeling on this day? No matter which twin you get, I'm still Brandon Harris <laughs> Williams. I just want you to know. And, and that's how Geminis do. They try to give you that. I mean, joke. it's okay. I'm just multi dimensional mm-hmm. and multifaceted. There are many sides of me. Mm. We are all complex people. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> this is the episode I'm in for. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. Everybody, no matter what your sign is, has multiple sides to them. Okay. Okay. I, I, I could even hear in your voice right now. All right. So you're going to be a Yonla for this episode? Okay. you be dropping that stage with I, I wasn't loud enough to be a Yonla. And she doesn't use say She uses like props. She carries like a big old purse. You know, because it was like this one episode, this guy was like a Debbie dad, and she put like 15 different dolls on him and was saying like, you can't carry the weight of all those, so how you gonna carry the weight of all these kids you got? <laughs> so, okay, two things. One, I said I said sage wisdom, but but being the Gemini, I didn't hear are, wisdom. Exactly, because Gemini talk over people. <laughs> that's a Gemini trait, so that's why you didn't hear it. That's one. Well, two, that's your girl, because she be doing the most. <laughs> the absolute most. She's very good television. Now, would I go see her? Absolutely not. But I do think she's a decent enough first step. I just hope she's telling these people you need to go see somebody weekly, <laughs> a couple times a week after you leave me, because I, I haven't completely fixed you. No, you know, like fixed my go. life is is a is a lie. But you know, you're not you're not all the way there yet. Listen, 
Listen, the more work you need to do. I didn't fix your life. I fixed your situation, or 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 <laughs> I helped you to wake up to your situation. <laughs> right, I helped you to see it. Listen, I helped you to see it. <laughs> I helped you to admit it to yourself. You know, we we got to get there. We, you know, Iyanla, help me see my life. There we go. Hello, ha ha. Hey. Fly <laughs> people walking around blind. They don't know it. Come Listen, on. come on now. People with 2020 still can't see. Hey, let me stand up. You stand. <laughs> Put my hand on my hand. collection plate. You Listen. got some money? <laughs> Not doing this. Rent is due this week. Just <laughs> is it? <laughs> it is. And the cable bill due next week. That's the. <laughs> come on, you got a light bill too? Come on. I don't actually. <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> Man, you had to think about it. <laughs> I mean, I immediately thought about the song when you said, uh-huh. but I figured that's where you were that's going. That's my goal, but... indeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a jam. Is but it? you know, is it? it is. It is. Okay. <laughs> You're ignorant. You're ignorant. I just want you to know. So we're going to go ahead. We're going to get started because you're playing games. <laughs> And what are we going so to do? Did you see with? the Grammys? No, I did not. Oh, did you see who any of the winners were? Yes, I did. I did. Well, look at that. Well, I didn't watch. I don't <laughs> ever watch. But you know, I did see all of the clips and like all of the. Well, let me correct that. Mm-hmm. I saw the clips being posted. Okay. I watched the ones I wanted to watch. Indeed, I that, saw. That's how you usually do. Okay, go ahead. Hey, I saw. Um, <laughs> I saw like you know the majority of the winners and then all of the conversations and debates and I'm like the same thing happens every year y'all debate over who should have won who shouldn't have won who should have been nominated and there was interesting I'm gonna get into the winners in a minute but there was interestingly enough like the conversation about snubs mm-hmm. and so somebody like everybody was well some people were like so and so got snubbed because they didn't win right? but then somebody brought up a good point they were like I thought a snub was when you didn't get nominated at all and I was like yeah, yeah. I think I think you're right. Yeah, I think I think somewhere in stand culture we got lost. Yeah. I think. Yeah, <laughs> I think you are correct. I like you. Usually, it's considered robbed if you didn't win. You're snubbed if it yeah. didn't happen in general. You're robbed. Right? If yes. <laughs> Come on, take us back. Yes. Take me there. I want to go there. Wait a minute. You were about to try to get me to start the song. I was not about to go into that song with you. You, you better it do was it. Really about to happen. Listen, that orange VHS. <laughs> Talk about it. Talk about it. Anyway, continue, sir. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but um, it was pretty much the Bruno and the Kendrick uh show. It was. Uh, Bruno Mars won Record of the Year. Mm-hmm. He won Album of the Year. He won Song of the Year. Mm-hmm. And then, what's her name? Because I saw just because I saw like a bunch of conversation about her. Um, I'm not pronounce her name, but mm-hmm. Alicia, Alicia, I don't know, Carr mm-hmm. won Best New Artist, and folks were confused because apparently she's been out for a few years. Oh, really? But yeah, they like but doing then, that. That's not the first time they've done that. Yeah, because I, I think apparently it's not the first year you come out. It's like the first year you rise to quote unquote prominence mm-hmm. or whatever I guess, or become popular. I'm like. Mm-hmm. Hmm? I guess, but you're not new. <laughs> I mean, you know, you like you're not like Gladys, but you ain't you know new no more. You know, like they've been they've been real loose with the term new. Okay, um, you know, but hey, <laughs> um, childish one, best traditional R and B performance. Mm-hmm. I was confused. Okay, and then Bruno also. <laughs> I will. 
And then I'm not saying it wasn't a good song. I like the song. Mm-hmm. I just don't feel like he normally sounds like that when he sings. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And then uh, Bruno won for best R and B performance. He won for best R and B song. Mm-hmm. Um, Friday through Sunday won for uh, best urban contemporary album. Um, Bruno won for best R and B album. Kendrick Lamar won for best rap performance, best rap slash song performance, best rap song, and best rap album. Okay, I heard that uh, uh, the majority of the performances were really good. I heard that. Um, I saw a clip of Kesha performing, and it had a lot to do with, you know, Time's Up and Me Too, and there were a lot of other uh, women who were on stage with her. I think I saw NDIRE. There were a few people, quite a few people on stage with her. And no, folks, India? folks said it was a very powerful moment. Um, there were a lot of people going in on Rihanna, but I didn't see any clips of her, so I wasn't sure why they were going in the way they were. Uh, they were saying... I saw... Um, no, go ahead. No, I was going to say they were talking about how they don't know why people are surprised that she didn't sound good when she was singing because she often doesn't sound good when she's singing. So I was like, Lord, what happened? I mean, yeah, she's not she's not very good live normally. I mean, right. that's true. Tell the truth. Right. You know, <laughs> I didn't, but I, you know, she still got hits. So, you know. Right. Like, like you know what you're getting. Like, I hate when folks try to pretend like <laughs> when certain folks sing live, like they going to all of a sudden sound better or normally this you know, sing better than they normally do. Yeah. Or... Like you, you, we haven't been around how long, and how long has her voice been wearing? Right. <laughs> so we're not gonna play these games. Yeah. I saw um, most of her performance when Bryson Tiller started, you know, talk singing, and I turned it off. <laughs> I don't like his part of the song. Talk singing is she a thing. Um, <laughs> it's the whole genre now. It is. But. It really is. Uh, so okay, I want your <laughs> feedback on how you feel as far as the way that folks. Um, responded to bruno winning in the r&b categories uh before we started the episode i started going in and i was like oh wait i'm supposed to be talking about this on the podcast but uh, <laughs> but for me you know i saw someone make a very good argument online talking about beyonce like if you don't consider bruno to be soul you know uh because you weren't even... saying bruno before we started who did i say about childish i said childish oh well no i, I can probably well, no, you and I had a conversation about Childish and the, me, me saying the wrong award, but I thought the entire time we were talking about this part, I was saying Bruno. So my bad, because no, that wouldn't even make <laughs> sense, my argument, when it comes to Childish. No, there were people online who took issue. I didn't see anybody taking issue with Childish. I know you don't necessarily care for everything about him, but um, but nobody really, nobody who I talked to questioned him winning that award. Um, but a lot of people took issue with Bruno and R&B because they mm-hmm. said that he's not R&B, he's pop specifically. And uh, then they went in on Anita Baker because Anita Baker, and I know that that's your girl. Well, she's my girl too. But they went on on her because she was congratulating him, you know. And, yeah, uh, she was like, R&B is alive and well. Right. So there were people who had a problem with that. And there was someone online who was like, okay, well, Beyonce shouldn't be winning anything pop then if y'all have an issue with him winning soul. And so I know me, I'm personally confused. I do see uh, Beyonce as being somebody who can be in both genres, you know. But I see uh, Bruno the exact same way. At no point in time since he's been out has he ever tried to act like he was anything other than soul, you know? Now, his music speaks mm-hmm. to pop very much so. But he's never tried to go away from what it is that is his passion. He's always been somebody who was very soulful when it comes to his art. So when people took issue with him in R&B, I'm kind of like, is it because the majority of his hits kind of lean more pop, you know? I'm like, maybe that's what it is. But if that's the case, the exact same thing goes for Beyonce. 
Beyonce is a very pop artist, you know? So mm-hmm. that, that's kind of weird to me that people were kind of shaming him. I'm like, and he's somebody of color. So <laughs> now I'm real confused because usually this argument is whole, you know, the whole blue eyed soul thing. But I'm like, but that's not even the case. This is a person of color who won in soul. So um, I really do believe and I wanted to write an article about this for my website. But I feel like that we've gotten to the point now where we really are like like living in complain culture. Like it's like we we're not happy unless we're complaining about something. We can't get through an entire award show and be like, you know what? Let's congratulate these people. It's like, no, let's think of something that we can complain about. <laughs> like, we almost got through the whole show, bitch. We got to think about something we got to complain about. I'm like, this is killing me. But my bad. What are your feelings on it? You know, um, I'm very happy that he won because mm-hmm. um, he. It, it definitely is more. R&B leaning and mm-hmm. it definitely is very like nostalgic the kind of music they was making and then people were even saying that um his acceptance speech he like shouted out um Teddy Riley Terry uh mm, I'm gonna get the names wrong Father God in Heaven <laughs> Jesus fix it you know who I'm gonna say Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis thank you okay so why was I gonna <laughs> get it wrong <laughs> I was like why well was he's, get he it said wrong? Teddy Riley so I'm thinking he must mean Jimmy Jam yes okay. <laughs> yes and um. Hell, he shout out somebody else. I didn't got so confused trying to say their names. I forgot who the other person was. But no, um, I definitely agree. He's always he, was it he another always producer? Has been, yeah, somebody like big from New Jack Swing. Oh. I can't think of who off the top of my head. Okay. Um, but <clears throat> excuse me. But he also though he's been very honest though about this. Like that's the type of music that he loves that he grew up with that he enjoys and that's the type of music like you're saying that he always leans more towards Mm -hmm. so i get that i do think though a lot of folks just in general kind of have an issue with um even though he's of color Mm -hmm. um it's that whole issue of whether or not um afro latino people are black or do they consider themselves to be black does he identify as black blase blase all of that so um at least i know for me i hope his win kind of like if anybody saying r&b is alive and well i hope that it kind of is able to push others kind of to a larger platform or kind of stage. It's like if, you know, like, because Charlie Gambino's album was big, Bruno Mars' album was big, and so I hope that kind of helps others who are making, you know, R&B and kind of get, you know, larger stages, platforms, or whatever kind of a thing, because if there are plenty of people still making that music, they just don't get that attention kind of a thing. So, I... I mean, but I'm not a huge Bruno Mars fan. I'm not saying I dislike him. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like OMG, my fave one kind of a thing. But right. I didn't, I wasn't necessarily like <clears throat> OMG, why him? Right. Kind of a thing. So that's where I am. I did see two, which was very interesting. Um, sorry to cut you off. I know you're about to speak. It's slightly no, you're good. You're different, good. but it's still the Grammys. Because um, Cardi B was nominated for two awards. I can't remember exactly which one. I, I think one was like Best Rap Song, maybe Best Rap Performance. Might have been the two. Mm-hmm. Whichever one she wore, Kendrick won both. But so many people, all of the, like, the Barb's and Nikki Sands or whatever, they were like, oh my gosh, we hope she doesn't win. She shouldn't win. Blase, 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 whatever. And then after she didn't win, they were like, aha, that's what you get. Look at you. Now you ain't got no Grammys either. I'm just like, where did all of this? We can't have more than one rap? Female rapper? I'm like, what is all of this? Like, do they, do they have beef? And I don't know. Like, I don't understand. People will create beef with people out of thin air. Like, Child. Like, honestly. It's, it's, now, it's, I could believe if they don't get along, but I don't think there's any, like, beef. Yeah. 
And if they don't get along, it's probably pushed from what other people have said. <laughs> like, like people, oh god, weak minded. Anyway, um, so the first thing I was going to say to toward your comment as far as it goes with Bruno, and mm-hmm. what, what you said as far as you know, like people, uh, people embracing him, and as far as his culture and all that stuff, and does he consider himself to be? I I'm I'm troubled. I'm troubled by the idea that he would have to consider himself to be black or something like that in order to be appreciated in the R&B category. R&B isn't rhythm and black, it's rhythm and blues. So I'm I'm I need people to not do that. Like like is that who we're going to be? Like and I had a conversation with you kind of leaning towards that yesterday. You know, it's like after a while I kind of need for people to realize that if they look at themselves, a lot of the issues that they take with other cultures, we do the exact same thing. And I'm like, we can't really get into a place where it's like there's a whole category in music that it's like, because I mean, there are a lot of people who took issue with the way that they feel Beyonce was treated at the CMAs or the CMTs. I can't remember exactly which country music award. It's the award. CMAs on uh, CMT, I think. Okay. It might, it might come on CMT. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, like people took issue with the way that she was treated when she was there. And I'm like, it's music. I, I'm, I'm really lost on that. For me, it's music. So I'm like, if there's an artist who's performing, there are a lot of artists who have never, who would have never had an opportunity to shine if it was a thing of you had to, you have to stay in your genre that speaks specifically to your color, you know? So mm-hmm. that, that really troubles me that it's like, there are always new rules that are being made. So it's like, okay, we take issue of the fact that Justin Timberlake and Adele and people like that are able to win in our quote unquote category. <laughs> and it's like, okay, so you have a thing with Blue Out Soul, got you. Okay. But now there's somebody of color. And so it's like, okay, it still wasn't somebody who was black. So we're still going to create yet another level that you have to get past. And it's like, when, when does it, I mean, when is it just good music? That's my thing. You know, we can make, I can make arguments for lots of people in the soul categories who, who aren't even nominated, who I feel like should be nominated, you know? So I can start there with these are black people who I feel like don't get their just due. That's where I can start. But it's like, okay, when it comes to the fact that it's just good music, I could see if you had BS in the category. And it's like, you're not even giving us good music. <laughs> like, you're, you're giving us these random-ass people, and they're not even good artists. But it's like, okay, you get a good artist who ends up winning, and it's like, wh- why are we still arguing? Again, I feel like it's a thing where it's, it's always going to be a thing of there isn't just do. Like, there's always going to be somebody who can say it's not fair. You know, so it's like, when, when does it get to the point? And the, oh, I can't wait to get to one of your questions. I swear <laughs> when we get into that, I cannot wait to get into one of your questions. Uh, but yeah, my bad. That's so that's how I feel when it comes to that. Um, was there, was there anything else for a Grammys or? No, I, I mean, I said the major, I said, I said the black ones, quote unquote, you know, so. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but those are the ones, now granted, I follow mostly black people on Twitter, mm-hmm. but those are the ones that I have seen people arguing and debating about all weekend long. Some yeah, folks were upset absolutely. that Jay-Z didn't win um, anything, and others were like, well, Beyonce didn't win last year, so he shouldn't win this year, and I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to scroll past that. Just go <laughs> move my finger on up. <laughs> well, no, this and, and, and this is what I was explaining to you when you, you, know, you were honest with me and told me that you've never watched it. And so I was explaining to you that, like, just now, <clears throat> you, you didn't necessarily apologize, but you were clarifying the reason why you only really covered the black uh, artists. This is what I'm trying to get you to understand. Like, that's the show, you know? 
Like, it's not like you missed out on a whole lot of white that was happening at the Grammys. No. Like, like any pop culture show that you watch the next day, everything you just talked about is what was talked about, you know? Ed Sheeran ended up winning, I think, two awards, and I think it may have been the only two he was nominated for, because it was a big deal that he wasn't nominated for more. <laughs> um, so I think he won the two that he was in. That wasn't really talked about by people, you know? So that's what I'm saying to you. Like, the music you listen to is the majority of what happened at the Grammys. So it's not like you're sitting here like you left out a huge story. I I made sure to bring up Kesha, you know? So I'm like, the biggest story from somebody who's white was probably pretty much Kesha, and we covered that. So it's like, no, we're good. Like, yeah. And I also took into consideration the majority of our listeners. You know, the majority of our listeners got what it is that they're listening to as far as the Grammys. We covered the most important stuff. So no, we're all good. It's not like we're like, we're living out something really major. Nah. <laughs> Especially seeing how neither of us watched it, I think we just did a pretty good job. Come on. Uh, which, you know, that's a whole conversation in and of itself. But, <laughs> so, <laughs> so next thing I wanted to uh, cover, which uh, Brandon knows I was very, very adamant about needing to talk about this, was the Erica Badu. <laughs> the Erica Badu article. Badu. Really, sir. Badu. 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 Mm-hmm. Badu. Okay. Okay, you're done. You're done. Badu. 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 I told you I was going to sing, like, while you talked. Like, that's going to be your background music. You're way too loud for that. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing background. <laughs> Let me try again. Let me try again. Okay. There we go. <laughs> you're not used to being whisper. Anyway. Okay, you're getting louder. <laughs> when you feel it. When you feel it. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> Sorry. Well, that's how you gotta start the song. You know, you can't start off like Jennifer Hudson loud and then get louder. You gotta like. It's gotta be like sex. You gotta foreplay to people. You know what I'm saying? Like, start off nice and slow. And then you be like, buddy! Like, you know what I'm saying? You gotta build up. If you could see just... my face right now. <laughs> so many different reasons for my face right now. <laughs> like, wait a minute. You just threw just a saying. lot at me. Did he just compare just something saying. to sex? Brandon? Brandon just compared something to sex? I always use that analogy with um, loud music. I'm sure. Okay. Um, so, anyway, <laughs> Eric Badu uh, had a conversation with a journalist from Vulture.com. Mm-hmm. And it ended up creating quite a bit of hysteria for people uh, on several mm-hmm. different levels. Uh, as you read the article, it's just like, wow, okay, trigger. Okay, trigger. Okay, trigger. Um, so the reason why I wanted to touch on it is that I got through the entire article. It was quite lengthy. Uh, Ooh, <laughs> so book. I said, damn. But, well, maybe I'm just not reading like I need to be, but. Uh, well, yeah, because I mean, the truth <laughs> is, the reason why I expected it to be shorter just because that's the culture we live in now. For me, mm-hmm. you know, when you would read Escape the Matrix magazine, when you read, uh, when you read ATM, ATM, when you read ETM, <laughs> we <laughs> always had lengthy articles uh, because <clears throat> I made my magazine for those who like to read, you know. Uh, yeah. But we live in a culture that's very, you know, short and sweet. So I Especially mentally for like online, you know, what I'm saying like interviews and, you know, articles and stuff. Yeah. 
So I mentally prepared myself for a short article. So that's the only reason why I thought it was long is because I was mentally like, okay, we're going to get to the point, whatever it is people are up in arms about. And then I kept reading and I was like, oh, okay, this is going on for a minute. Uh, So two of the major things that really triggered people in this trigger happy world we live in now uh, were (laughs) her comments uh, when it came to art. I mean, people like Bill Cosby and whether or not they should, you know, have a second chance. Or things of that nature, you know, how she still feel. Like she said, she still has love for him. And mm-hmm. I'll, I'm going to give my my feeling about the article and then go a little deeper into what it is she was talking about. So my <clears> feeling <throat> about the article and Erica Badu are both that they were ne- they are necessary. The article is necessary. Erica Badu is necessary. And the reason why she's necessary, and I, I was so passionate when I hit up Brandon about the need to talk about this on the show, is because... Erica and I both exist in a very unique situation, you know? Uh, Erica Badu is loved by black people, very much so. Um, you know, when the the whole idea of what it is that she's done for the past, what, three years of the Soul Train Awards? And people, <laughs> yes, there, there's a whole new love for that award show because of what it is that she's done with her creativity. Uh, things that she's brought to it, you know? Um, the power that they've given her behind the scenes when it comes to it. Like, she gets a lot of respect from our community. But like I said to you, I think it may have even been the last episode, all you need in this culture, with the exception of B, all you need is <laughs> one the good exception. slip up. Right. <laughs> all you need is one good slip up and people are trying to be done with you, you know? Like, people love Erica, ba- uh, Erica Badu all day. And when I say that, I mean, you know, the social justice warriors, the the, the, the think peace uh, troop. Like, <laughs> like, these are all people who, you know, they, they stand for Erica Badu all day long. It takes one thing. It just takes one thing. Yes. You know? Because some people immediately, you know, they, like, they love to discredit your whole career. As soon as you say something they don't like, they were like, oh, her discography wasn't even that good in no way. Right. Excuse me? Right. <laughs> That's why you're not singing. Put your young ass down. And I'm reading this article and I'm just sitting there like she is speaking the absolute, let me make sure I say this clearly, the absolute mature adult truth. Like she's uh-huh. sitting here. <laughs> she's sitting here and she's <clears throat> letting you know she's not someone who gives into group think. And I'm reading this and I'm like, that's what the hell I'm talking about. Like, my thing is, is that you can disagree with her. Absolutely. But you have to respect the fact that she is her own woman. That thing gave me so much hope. I'm reading that article and I'm like, everything that the dude is saying back to her, she's like, okay, you know, I understand what it is that you're saying, you know, that this is the way that you think that I should feel. But I don't give into groupthink mentality. I'm not going to be a part of the bandwagon, you know. This is the way that I feel. This is the way that I operate when it comes to my way of thinking. I still feel like there could be room for Bill Cosby, you know? She's like, mm-hmm. there, there, there's their side, there's his side. And my thing is, is that I still love what it, wh- what it is that he did for this community. All the money that he gave to these institutions and all that stuff. I understand what it is that you're saying. And if those things are true, that's horrible. That's disgusting. And what's going, you know, he's going to pay for what it is that he did. But in understanding that I'm not going to take away all of the things he's done for this community. So Mm -hmm. now, mind you, as Raven, I'm not saying I necessarily agree with her when it comes to that particular situation. But there's room for it. There's absolutely room for her to think that way. And I don't think she's wrong in thinking it, you know, <clears throat> even if I don't agree, I don't think she's wrong in thinking it because there, there's absolutely room for that. 
Uh, so just really quick, how do you feel when it comes to that particular thing, when it comes to, you know, her idea, before I move on to the next thing, her idea when it comes to Bill Cosby? Um, no, I agree. And I think we've touched on this um, before, I'm sure, a few episodes ago, whatever. It's like separating, like, the, the artist or whatever from their particular crime or their wrongdoing or whatever. Like, I think, you know, with him, for example, it, it's extremely horrific and, you know, tragic for these women and i can only imagine having to live with that for years and years and years and then you finally come out right and you're saying that, that makes him a monster completely because it was a large number of victims right but that doesn't mean that he wasn't still a comedic genius yeah. that doesn't mean that he didn't still give to the community now maybe in the back of his mind him giving back so much might have been like maybe this is the to exactly. pay for my sins we might never know yep but no matter what your reasons are, you still gave back kind of a thing. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. sure, he's said other problematic things about the community, but Absolutely. to me, that doesn't take away the good that you have done. Mm -hmm. Like, you can still be a monster. Well, I don't want to say a monster, because I feel like that completely puts you to one side. Right. Because again, like I was saying <laughs> earlier, when I was joking, though, but we all have multiple sides to us. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. again, you can still do some pretty horrific things, but mm -hmm. it doesn't take away from the good things that you have done. That you, now, yeah. I would definitely might, like, kind of paint them in a different light, mm -hmm. or some people will be uncomfortable, and some people, who I completely understand, who can never watch, you know, the Cosby show or any of his other things, again, I get and I can respect that. Right. But. Absolutely. For me personally, like, knowing all that he's done, it doesn't make that show any less funny. Now, there are certain scenes and times where I'm kind of like, oh, okay, <laughs> but it doesn't, but it, you know what I'm saying, it doesn't, like, drastically paint this dark cloud over every episode for me. Right. Personally. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, um, now, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 I was just going to say, now, at this point, is there a way for him to, like, quote-unquote, come back or redeem himself? I'm sure probably not. And just, you know, from, like, the public's point of view, and just even, because it was so many, I feel like at some point, you kind of do have to pay for the things you've done. Absolutely. But again, that doesn't take away, like I'm saying, it just nothing takes away from the things that you have done already. Yeah. Like, the good you've done already. Yeah, you know? And, and during the article, she was making sure to be very clear, you know, about the fact that if these things really did take place, then, you know, this dude is going to pay for it, you know? Uh, mm -hmm. But she's like, the, the, I still love him. And that's the thing that I thought was so interesting when all of this stuff has been going on, you know, like, and why I appreciated because I felt some way about uh, just a, a quick little aside um, with Matt Lauer and him leaving the Today Show. I've taken issue with Matt Lauer for years, you know. Um, mm -hmm. but even with the issues that I took with him and after, you know, you come to find out about the sexual assault allegations against him, when, uh, when Hoda and Lord knows, I forgot the Savannah, when Hoda and Savannah were on there the next morning, they were very honest about the fact that this is their friend and they love him, you know, yeah. and they don't necessarily know how to navigate this because even though they're glad that the stories came out and what took place needed to take place with him not being there anymore, he's family to them. So exactly. they weren't sure how yeah. to navigate it, you know. When uh, when Hoda ended up getting the anchor spot, Matt called her, told her about it, and, you know, in, in a publication, she said that made me feel good. And I was like, I'm so glad that you're being honest because my thing is, is that if you can just put, and I've said this before on the podcast, if you can throw these people away that easily, did you really love them? Exactly. It, it, it's going to have to be complicated for you, you know? If this is something that's easy where you did this to these women and you're nothing to me anymore, then I'm like, well, they were always disposable if that's the case. <laughs> exactly. Who were they to you the entire time? <laughs> so I'm looking at Erica Badu right now, and for these people who are coming after her, like even the guy who was doing the article, he's Jewish. 
And, and that's yeah. going to lead me into the next thing that I'm going to say. One thing that I appreciated about him is that even when navigating the article, there were times where he was put off, but he even was honest enough. Lord, I love this interview. He was even honest enough to say she's at a certain level that he's not at. And I was like, that's some real shit. Thank you for admitting that, you know? Thank you for admitting that she simply exists on a plane that you haven't made it to yet. That was some, oh, Lord. I got chills when he said that because I was like, if we could just have more people stop trying to always act like, you know, okay, you're wrong. You're wrong for thinking this way. No, it could be that this person simply exists at a level of peace and understanding that you're not at yet. That's it. And it's nothing for them to have to feel like they have to belittle themselves or you to feel like you have to feel small for. We're all at different places in life, you know? So the fact that Erica Badu is able to think that way just means that she's at a different level. It doesn't mean that she's better than you. She's just at a place where peace exists for her in a way that it doesn't for you yet. You may want to get that get to that place one day. You may not. They were talking about, um, he questioned her as far as her being anti-Semitic. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, she had room and space to be able to finally answer that as far as her love of Farrakhan and everything. And she mentioned about the fact that there could be problematic things that he said in the past when it comes to the Jewish community. But she doesn't feel that way. You know, um, she loves him for what, again, like Cosby, things that he's done for the community and the way that, you know, he has made the black culture feel stronger. But she doesn't agree with the things that he said when it comes to the Jewish community. And she's not anti-Semitic at all. But then she went into talking about Hitler. And she was talking about how he was a wonderful painter. And so then I want to make sure that I'm reading all of this. And the the journalist said, no, he wasn't. And even if he was, what would his skill as a painter have to do with any good in him? So I loved her. She said, okay, he was a terrible painter. Poor thing. He had a terrible childhood. That means that when he was looking at my daughter, uh, Mars, I could imagine her being in someone else's home and being treated so poorly and what that could spawn. I see things like that. I guess just the Pisces in me. So the conversation that ended up going on was him saying to her that he still doesn't understand you know he he can he can he can understand her being on a higher plane when it comes to the way that she thinks but how can you still say that there's any good in hitler whatsoever and i love this conversation because the truth is there could have still been good in him that that, and, and i've said that to people you know i had somebody question me before when i told them that i read his uh autobiography And they said, how is it that you read that? I'm like, because my thing is, is that why wouldn't I want to understand him more? How crazy is that? That this, this man who did all of these amazingly horrible things, you know, like, let's be very clear. (laughs) Just like you said, when it comes to Bill Cosby, you know, it's like, let's be very clear. We're not saying these people are saints in any way. They did horrible things. But it's like, even Mm -hmm. with that being said, as you said, people are complex, so it's yes. like you if, if he was good at anything, you can't say because of the fact that he had all of these people killed, you know, this mess genocide that this man is like, OK, every single aspect of who he was. If dude was a good painter, he was a good painter. Let's be real. You know, exactly. <laughs> like you're going to take away his art now because of what it is that he did. That's being childish, you know. So what I enjoyed about this conversation that she was able to she was able to show people it, and it was a very balanced conversation on one end is him not really being able to understand how she could be on this plane so he's arguing for what a lot of millennials are doing these days it's just like this is the way that i stand i'm not ready or willing to be able to grow into another place this is how i feel while she's like i totally understand where you're coming from and that's what i loved about her the whole time the whole time she wasn't trying to belittle him wasn't trying to make Mm -hmm. him seem like he was stupid for not thinking the way that she felt her whole thing is i'm going to exist in my stance you know 
I exist in a very different place when it comes to love and understanding. I don't stress like that. I don't sweat like that. And she gave stories behind who she was and who she is now. And I'm like, I wonder how many people, Brandon, actually took time to read the article and how many people took the snippets and ran with it. They took the snippets. They took the screenshots. They take the the thing. And that's the thing, too. It's like, like I keep saying, people are complex and people are multifaceted. But people, but people also aren't and i'm sure you said this at least i know we've talked about it a little bit or at different times yeah. at least off the podcast i don't know if we've said it on here but you know people are created kind of a thing like people don't just turn bad like certain yes. circumstances and certain things happen mm-hmm. and i believe that everybody is inherently good and they have good within them somewhere yep but but life happens but life and you have happens. you know crazy family members or you have friends or you have teachers and different people in your life who again might necessarily be bad people they just also have had life happen to them and so that colors and shades Baby. you and a lot of people won't like this but even mr cheeto man who is doing a lot of bad Speak. and a lot of wrong has some good somewhere in there it might not be presented when he speaks mm-hmm. at a press conference. It might not be presented when he speaks at a state of the union or at a rally. Yeah. But somewhere in there. Yeah. It, it's in him. But also, too, it's so interesting with him specifically, though, because I was just thinking while you were talking. I was also listening. But I'm just like, this is somebody who was so celebrated in like the 80s and 90s and even by black people. Yeah. Absolutely. And now all of a sudden, which I get the hate and the anger now. But he's still the same person. You're just finally seeing him fully or seeing who he really is kind of a thing. Yeah. But and it's like, there were horrible things he did to black people in the 80s. And I'm like, why wasn't that constantly talked about? <laughs> like, like up to now, you decided to bring it up once he was running for president? Like, okay. So, but it's like, again, though, these people, that doesn't change the good and whatever good we've seen or have not seen. Yeah. But it doesn't change the good that he has done. Yeah. I mean, hell, the man has been married, you know, multiple times and had kids somewhere in there there's some good damage right <laughs> like during <laughs> during um when when george w bush was president i had caught some people off guard because i told them i was like you know there are times where i find myself not completely disliking him and people would be like what and they bring up katrina and all that stuff i'm like again again <laughs> i'm not taking away the horrible things that he's done <laughs> you know absolutely when it comes to george w bush his ass did some really dumb shit you know but it's like out there are times where he would do interviews and i would look at him and i'd be like but there's something genuine and my, my thing is at the end of the day you ended up seeing him and the way that he he acted he interacted excuse me with michelle you know and it's mm-hmm. like you know michelle she's going to be real when she was interacting with trump there were no times where you know he's leaning on her she's leaning on him all <laughs> left. no you would look at her and uh, george w bush and think they were best friends you know and I'm like, exactly. he's out of office and she sees him. And that's what I saw the whole time. I'm like, this man was not prepared to be president. And, and, I really, and there it is. That, listen. The, the flat bottom line. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the sad thing is, is that this is what people are seeing when it comes to him as opposed to Trump right now. Is that you're looking at Trump and his ego and his bravado, you know. And it's like, this dude believes he's supposed to be freaking ruler of the world, honestly. Past just president, you know. And mm-hmm. it's like people look at him, and now they're looking at George W. Bush like, okay, you were pretty much like a damn child. <laughs> like, Janie was, <laughs> was running that ship, and you really shouldn't have been there anyway. And that's what I was thinking the whole time. Like, I think this guy has a genuine heart and really does want to help people. He's literally just being maneuvered to do all types of shit that he really doesn't want to do. 
And so, you know, people would look at me and they'd be like, well, why do you think that there's good in him? And just like what it is that you were saying, conversations that you and I have had offline, people go through life. And when you go through life, this goodness that you have in you, people try to pick it apart. They try to taint it, you know? And this is happening mm-hmm. because of all of their internal hurt and pain that are going on. Hurt people honestly hurt people. And it's like yes. these it's adults. It's say, but it's still true. Yes, <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, and it's like, you know, people are teeming over with pain. So they're all, their whole idea is that they need to be able to pour some into you to get rid of it. You know? So it's like, okay, mm-hmm. I am teeming over with all of this trauma and pain that I've been through. I'm going to go ahead and tip this over, pour some of this into you so I can have a little less. Because I'm going to fill up again. So that's how they operate through life, just constantly pouring over more of their pain and hurt into one another instead of finding ways to deal with it. And this is how you end up with all of these people. I say to people, you know, I'm like, you have all of these serial, serial killers and things like that. And have you ever wondered where that came from? People really think that monsters are just born, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. OK, they're born and they're just evil. And there are a lot of people who try to force that into being what reality is. And I'm like, that's be- that, that's a simple cop out. That's an easy way out. You know, that that goes to the lazy culture who doesn't want to take the time to get to know people, to study them. And so exactly. that, that's why when I, I tell people all the time, I study, I've studied people since I was a kid. And it helps me in getting to know people better and helping to understand them. Rod and I were talking about, um, Rod Clever, Rod and I were talking about that because people are always surprised that he and I are such good friends. And they're like, you seem like two totally different people. And I'm like, the reason why it works is because he sees me and I see him, you know? Uh, The only thing y'all see when y'all look at Rod is somebody who you feel like is attempting to bait you with what it is that he posts online, you know? And and mm-hmm. the fact that he's so outspoken in what it is that he does, and you all label him as that, and you leave it there. But I keep going back to what it is that you said earlier, complex, multifaceted. You know, we, we are not simple beings, you know? So it's like trying to make it like we're just going to be this one thing will mess up the, the, the experience of life for everyone. And I feel like we, we kind of got off a little bit, but uh, we can always find our way back. <laughs> we always find our way back. So with, with Erica, it's it's just a thing of I'm I'm appreciative of her. For those of you who are listening who may feel like you can't rock with her like that anymore, I'll be blunt and say that that's unfortunate for you. You know, this is a space of it's healing. childish. So very childish. You know, this is a space of healing. So we have to be very honest when it comes to healing. It's childish. Because she also has, and I mean, if we're being completely honest, I'm saying also, she's done a lot for our community. And you can't, you can't even begin to try to equate what it is that she's done when it comes to sexual assault. So, so I'm blown because I'm like her being able to share an opinion, you know, and talk about how she, how she can understand the complexity of being able to love somebody while still knowing that they're doing wrong, as opposed to sexual assault. Like, really? Because the hate that people have given have given her over this article is the same hate that they've given over people who they found out have, you know, sexually assaulted women. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you need to learn levels to your anger, for real. <laughs> <laughs> you need to learn levels, because right now you're living in, you know, a, a ranch-style home, and you need to have a basement. Like, <laughs> there, there needs to be levels. <laughs> for real. Um, but did you have any more, or were you really, I mean, ready to move to the next thing? Um, no, I didn't have any more, but I think, um, speaking of leaders and, uh, people who want to rule on a, on a, on a lighter note, okay. happier, okay. No, you know, <laughs> <laughs> the Black Panther premiere, come on, Wakanda, come on, Wakanda, yes, last a night, much lighter note, uh, <laughs> <laughs> last night of being, oh shoot, 
showers today. Monday night, Father. <laughs> Fix it. Well, my days, they're running from me. But yes, on Monday night was the Black Panther premiere. Mm-hmm. And everybody was looking very nice, all, you know, moisturized and greased up Listen. and well-dressed Melanin on the uh, red carpet. Have you been seeing pictures? Or have yes, you seen I pictures? have. Okay. People were not so, yeah. playing about the way they were going to come dressed. They were they, not they playing. They were not at all. It was <laughs> a lot of very African-inspired clothing. Yeah. Now, of course, there are um, African actors in the movie. So, mm-hmm. uh, I'd say, of course, they would do that. But I understand completely why you would lean more into that. Of course. If you are you know, African. And then there's also a movie set in Africa. So, I get it. Um <laughs> I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm saying I get it. Uh, you know, I got to clarify. You laughed. I didn't want to, you know. But no, um, it was very good. Um, I've been, and then they can't fully re, uh, release the reviews yet. Right. But even like small little tweets that people have been putting out have been saying that it, it was really good. It's like the best yeah. Marvel movie yet. Um, they did an amazing job. Yeah. You're going to love this movie. Make sure you go see it. All of that. Yeah. So I'm very happy that people have ha- are loving it. Yeah, well, there's been such such a huge hype, and that everybody's excited. So I'm happy that at least the critics and stuff are enjoying it also, or have enjoyed it also. Yeah, I, I figured the embargo hadn't been lifted yet. When I, I was like, okay, this is just you know, this is one premiere that I've seen them at. So, um, and we're not really as close. Was it February? What what week is it? In February comes out. Do you know? I think it might be lying. I forgot. I think it might be the second weekend. Um, but I'm like, yeah. So we're we're close to the embargo being lifted. I'm sure. But uh, but yeah, I had no I had no doubt. Honestly, I had no doubt that it was going to do well. Um, Ryan Coogler hasn't made a movie yet that wasn't received well from critics. Uh, mm-hmm. So even when it came to something on a big scale like this, I still knew he was going to bring it through. Uh, because even looking at for those who may look at the previews, and I haven't seen anyone who had a problem with the previews yet. Even if you did have a problem with the previews, you could easily be able to say to yourself that this is probably something where Ryan's saving a lot of things we haven't seen yet. And I'm really hoping that's the case, that this is a situation where all of the really oh, sure. big stuff hasn't been shown. We still have some more, especially because uh, Black Panther is going to be leading into Civil War, you know? So uh, for those who are Marvel fans. Uh, Infinity Wars. Huh, which is like, oh, Civil Infinity, Infinity, thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Uh, Infinity War, yeah, uh, part one. Um, so yeah, this is this is definitely going to have to be good because it's what's leading into that. So this, yeah. I'm fairly certain Marvel was like, all right, there's a lot riding on your shoulders. Uh, but there's also a lot riding on the shoulders anyway, because just like Wonder Woman last year, people are under the impression, you know, okay, well, if this minority doesn't do well, what is it going to say? So yes, with Wonder Woman, there were a lot of people who were like, if this doesn't do well, we're probably not going to get another uh, superhero movie with a woman. And then we have Captain Marvel coming out. Now, mind you, they had already set up Captain Marvel, but it was going to be even harder on her if Wonder Woman hadn't done well. You feel me? Exactly. Um, and also, too, because it was a woman director. So I was like, OK, well, right. we're going to get a man for the next one. Right. Like, exactly. <laughs> um, which is the reason why negotiations probably took so long for Wonder Woman 2. Because Patty Jenkins was like, y'all didn't really expect much from my ass anyway, so let's exactly. go sit back down. <laughs> we're going to discuss that. Right, like, we're going to, since I showed you what I can do, right. what I can bring to the box office, <laughs> let's, let's talk about this again. But, um, but my thing is, my thing is this. When black people care, you see it, you know? When, mm-hmm. when black people cared about Obama, two terms. When black people didn't care about Hillary, Trump. <laughs> so I'm looking at Black Panther right now and I'm like you don't have to worry about the money you know 
like on an international scale, Black Panther is going to do wonderful on an international yeah. scale, you know, because this is a situation right now where I'm like in all of the countries on the continent of Africa, people are like, listen, we're ready for Wakanda. And I'm like, you can be <laughs> sure on an international level, because, you know, I've re- you know, uh, I always tell you on YouTube, I watch a lot of um, a lot of the movie uh, channels and all that kind of stuff. And they go mm-hmm. through the, the one one particular channel beyond the um, beyond the movies, uh, beyond the trailer, beyond the trailer. I'm messing up all types of names today um, <laughs> on beyond the trailer. Uh, Grace goes over the numbers. And so, you know, that's where I learn about a lot of my behind the scenes stuff when it comes to uh, when it comes to movies and everything, because she breaks everything down. And she was mm-hmm. talking about how necessary it's going to be for China to really have a good return when it comes to the box office with Black Panther, because that'll play a big part in how big it's going to be. And mm-hmm. um, I forgot what it was some movie that had a black lead that she was really surprised about recently because it ended up doing really, really well when uh, when uh, return, not return uh, Star Wars. What was the first one? The Force Awakens. When The Force Awakens came out. In China, they ended up making John Boyega's picture on the poster mad small. So it was a huge controversy Mm -hmm. because it's like, you know, out of all of the characters, he's the only one where they minimized him. So she was stressing. She's like, well, this is what I'm telling you. You know, it's like when it comes to black people, it's not really a big market over there when it comes to us. So she was really surprised by, I wish I could remember the movie, but how well it did. Or it may have been, it may have been previews for Black Panther and how they were received. Either way, she said that it bodes very well for Black Panther now. And, you know, she may end up being wrong. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, I am excited. Brandon has yeah. made it very clear of when it is that he plans to see it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going opening weekend, but I don't like to go. I know opening weekend is important, especially for, you know, minority movies. I get it. However, comma. <laughs> I just know going opening weekend, especially opening weekend during the night. Yes. I don't, I don't. And I just know, because this is a black movie, and I just know, I know niggas. I don't want to hear no clapping. I don't want nobody uncle talking through the whole movie. I know folks going to be sneaking in whole ass meals, because they've been talking about it for a whole year on social media. I just don't, I want to be able to hear and enjoy the movie. So, I'm going to go see it during the middle of the week, during matinee. Okay, okay. And I'm going to enjoy it. I'm still going to go the first week. Because okay. the first week is also still very important. It is. But I, I'm not going to be able to make it open a week. And I'm not going to be able to do that with y'all on this one. Okay. So I'm going the first week. I mean, weekend. Bless you. Me. Um, I'm going to go on Saturday. I'm probably going to go like around Who 3 o'clock. Uh, and I'm going to go to Phipps. Because most people probably are not going to be going to Phipps. So <laughs> Phipps works to my advantage all the time. I've yet to be in Phipps. And it's a packed theater. Even when movies come out the the weekend of the, the of the same weekend, I do not. Mm-hmm. I've never been in there and it's been full. So I'm like, that's what I'm going to do. I'm gonna stick to what it is that I know. It's a little extra money, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I get me a reclining seat, some good food. You know, sit yeah. back and enjoy myself. Oh, it's one of the ones where they uh, bring have the food in there. Well, it's food in there, but no, this isn't one of those ones where it actually. You have me wondering, should I go to Cinebistro? Make it a whole experience. Now, yeah, there's a Cinebistro around where I used to live in um, Chambly. Uh, so I'm like, maybe I should make... But see, uh, Cinebistro also sells out a lot faster. Because people are not playing. Yeah. They want their dinner in a movie. So... <laughs> Listen, I'm like, for the longest time, I did not want to go to something like that. I just felt like it was going to be very distracting, having waiters and waitresses walking back and forth. 
And then I, I went, and it didn't even bother me. Listen, I was not at all. eating my food, mm-hmm. enjoying your drinking yourself. my drink. Come on, right? Should know I got one. That's my. That, that might be why I need to do some bistro because they have alcohol, right? So I can give me a cute little martini while I'm eating my food, enjoying my black experience. Come on, <laughs> come on. And I'm almost certain I'm seeing Black Panther twice. Like, I'm about to make this a big deal. So, any of my friends who are listening to this podcast right now who live here, we need to, you know, make plans to all go together. And I need for y'all to also be like what Brandon said. I don't need no noise. I don't need no talking. Like, I can't, mm-mm. I can, I can understand the clapping when something hot happens, but bring those hands no. down real quick. Because what no. I don't like is when the, uh, the all of the clapping isn't lined up properly, and then there's talking no. going on and you're still clapping. I can't We're not at Broadway. No, we clap during movies. You make it up my face. Even white audience do no. that. White and audiences do that too. D- I, and I don't go opening weekend on other Marvel movies. No. No. I don't want to hear none of that. I want to hear the movie. But if people are excited, it, it, they're not supposed to clap, sir. Not in the movie. No. Why? What? <laughs> this is not a stage play. They can't hear you. They're not feeding off your energy. No. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway. No. Yeah. Gemini. Okay, I, I understand how it comes with y'all and how it comes with y'all and emotions, but the rest of us need to be able to emote. Thank you. Ooh, <laughs> so if it. something happens and we're excited, we're going to clap. You better get out my face. I'm not dealing with Child, you. So do you I want us to not laugh during comedies too? That's another reason I like to go to comedies oh, on the weekend because <laughs> folks laugh too long. I don't hear the next three lines. Well, that's what I was saying about the clapping. I can understand how you feel about the clapping as long as we clap and put those hands back down. I understand. I, I get laughing in a comedy. It's supposed to. It's jokes. It's fine. But folks laugh too long. They do. They do. They be like. <laughs> <laughs> You're ignorant. We on a whole new scene now. I don't even know what happened. <laughs> now they about to rob a bank, and I don't know how we got here. Because <laughs> she don't want to do that in the last scene. I don't know what. <laughs> Wait, I just gave you both. My bad. My bad. I gave you a clap and a laugh. My bad. Anyway, so I'm yes. confused. <laughs> but yes, I'm very excited. And I do hope all these folks who were saying they were going three, four times really do go three four times because again it's very important that this movie does do well mm-hmm. very so, much so I need, them, I need them to do that yes <laughs> and for the record it comes out February 16th so amen that's going to be a cute yeah, little Valentine's be a, Day celebration you know, like, yes I was just going to say <laughs> now that don't mean don't do nothing on the 14th we're just saying <laughs> this is the follow up just be clear <laughs> be clear I can't. <laughs> you know, we're trying to get you in trouble on Thursday or Wednesday, whatever day it is. Wednesday, yeah. <laughs> yes, we're not trying to get you in trouble. We're just saying this is part two. Yes. Yes, it is. Of, of what you already have done. Just got to be clear. I appreciate you making sure that you clear that up for people. So, folks, on, like, we're going to wait till Friday, and that's when we give you a gift. Because the movie ticket is not a gift. <laughs> Well, okay, it's not a gift for Valentine's Day. I'll take that back. Because if like a friend was like buy a movie uh-huh. ticket, I'd be like, oh my god, you blessed me. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, so let's move. <laughs> let's move on to our our last bit of pop culture, and that would be this past week's uh, Grey's Anatomy. Mm-hmm. That thing was magical. It it it's really, magic. really, really, really was like it's magic. 
magic. <laughs> I, I really appreciated that Jesse decided that he was going to go ahead and uh, slide some Black Lives Matter up into there. Um, <laughs> he was. I, I was sitting there the whole time, and I'm like, "So long as you know, I'm not watching Jackson no more. Like this is clearly Jesse." <laughs> so, did you want to give everybody a understanding of what took place in the episode? Um, <laughs> I can try. <laughs> well, pretty mu- pretty much. Uh, mm, Lord, great. <laughs> Um, oh, well, you got it, my bad. Well, no, go ahead. I, I I thought that was one of those situations where you're like you caught me <laughs> off guard and I wasn't ready. So I, was I mean, like, I okay, wasn't ready, but I I think I remember the the most of it. Um, okay. so nah, no, I'm gonna let you do it because I might tell it wrong. <laughs> so pretty much, it was all surrounding <laughs> April and her journey yes. with her faith. Okay, and, well, that's where I was gonna go. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and that's the reason why I thought it was so beautiful because. They were able to talk about several different storylines, and it all still was able to surround around her and her faith. And I said, what a way to tie it in, you know? And uh, we were able to get a conclusion to Joe and her husband. And uh, honestly, this is one of those situations, if you don't mind, Brandon, where I'm really going to kind of gloss over and tell people to watch the damn episode themselves. But um, but yeah, so it's we're not. Fine. It didn't end how I thought it would or it didn't go how I thought it would go. It did not for me but, either. Yeah. It didn't. Uh, and see, I kind of like this because now it gives you a reason to need to watch it. Because <laughs> we're telling you that. And like, <laughs> no, go watch it for yourself. But no, it did not end the way I expected it to. Uh, definitely didn't. Um, when it came to Maggie, I appreciated that they were like, we're going to have her as episode. So <laughs> we're going to figure out some way for her to still be a part of this. So she ended up uh, doing teaching science to Tuck, who is uh, Bailey's son. Miranda's son. Um, and one of his friends. So that's how Maggie was able to fit in there. And then what else it was that ha- I'm trying to I'm trying my best to wait to talk about April at the very end. So what else ended up happening? Um, I mean, the the Jackson storyline with the I mean, granted, because I don't think that was was that one of April's cases. I don't think it was. No, was it? Uh-uh, no, at so least I don't yeah, think so. It, I don't think so either. I think she had like. I don't want to say it because well, it was a situation. It. She she was a she was deeply a part of it though, because like she ended up she was in the room. Like she saw everything that was taking place with the officers and all that stuff. She had to enter interact mm-hmm. deeply. So I don't know if she was just there as it was happening, or if it was one of her and then Jackson. Yeah, I don't remember being one of her patients. I think she had like four other or three other patients, or whatever that were yeah important. But it was like everything everything was falling. Like there was a lot of death in this episode. And yes. it was one of those ones where you were looking at it and you were like, maybe because this has to do with her faith, there's going to be something wonderful that comes through and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, it kind of went no. in the opposite direction. <laughs> like, Not at, one. At the end of the episode, she's probably at the lowest point she ever has been when it comes to her faith. And for any of you who may not watch the show, April Kepner was the very first character they had on the show. I mean, they didn't really go into it with Callie. Um, it was understood about Callie's faith, but April was the first one where it was like, no, like it's a clear understanding that she has, she, she feels like she has to battle because she's not understood because she is so com- very deeply religious, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so what I thought was so beautiful about this and one of the things I love about Shonda is that there are a lot of things that aren't let go and you come back to it again and it's like, okay, this wasn't a one-off where we talk about this. This really is a part of who this character is and yeah. it's going, it's getting, but it does come up. No, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, no, 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 it, it definitely is, but I'm saying, you know, it, it's not, I like that there was a whole episode around it, 
you know. Gotcha, Where it's gotcha. not like it's a it's a constant day to day of hers. It's like no, we can do a whole episode about this, and it's going to create a very interesting arc for her now because it is mm-hmm. so important to who she is. I I can't even begin to imagine where this is going to take her, and I like that it's doing it because you know I told you I think at the end of the day she's going to end up with Owen, and I yes. feel like he I, is the one character who can bring her back from where she is. You know, mm-hmm. I think he's because outside of Arizona, he's the character she's closest to. Because yeah. clearly they're trying to do some fuck shit with Jackson. <laughs> so I do think that... I mean, but I also think they've been like... Maybe they have been slowly working towards it already. Because yeah. they've been... You know what I'm saying? They've gotten closer as friends and they... Yeah. They've been dropping you know, little hints, like I told you. Yeah, they've been dropping exactly little Exactly. So I, I guess it just hasn't been the quote-unquote the right time. Because I did... I loved him with Christina. I, I did really like him with Amelia, but they just weren't... She's not right for him or he yeah. not right for her they just weren't like they were good like you liked it but you were like okay this ain't gonna work and that's why i didn't <laughs> but yeah because really it was like their their damage was a little too similar you know it was yeah. like okay y'all are just too damaged ass people this is really like about somebody this. needs to to balance it out right. like you always saying there has to be balance yeah. so i see i can see owen and april really going for the the goal and like, they, they have it. a lot that they can work with too because we can have backstories about them at war together you know Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like the the whole time I was thinking about is I'm watching these scenes with them from the you know the past couple of episodes this season. I'm like, there's a whole backstory that they can do. There's a lot to took place over uh, overseas that they can get into mm-hmm. that took place we that we've that never year. seen. Right. Um, Bullshit. <laughs> anyway, so I'm like, I don't know. I would. It's it's probably one of the. I don't know. Can can I say the one that I've wanted the most? Well, I mean, you have, I have, I didn't think about it before until this season. I never thought about them being together. But when I think about it, I think it might make me the happiest of any, of any and this says a lot, because you and I, you know, you know, I've watched this from the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. I think out of every couple, this may be the one that I'll be the happiest with. They, they just seem so equally yoked. Like, all the things that he wants, all the things yeah. that she's wanted, they fit so perfectly together, you know? I... <laughs> I want to say yes. I don't know. It, I think it would probably would be. They're definitely up there. Yeah. But another one of my favorites has always been um, Cali in Arizona. Now, granted, they had, they went through it all. Right. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but they were still a, a favorite of mine. I was about to say that could also be the reason. I mean, tr- trust me, they're in my top five. Um, but that could also be the reason mm-hmm. why it worked that way. Is you we, we went through everything with them. I mean, Listen. from the car accident to court, like everything you can have, good the plane and bad crash. relationship. Listen, oh my goodness! Like, <laughs> and then it goes without saying for me. Uh, even though I know you, you want more screen time for them, just for consistency alone, Miranda and Ben. Like just mm-hmm. a, a consistent black couple that has lasted on there, and even when they've had their problems, it was never a situation where it was like, okay, we're gonna break them up, have them sleep with other people. Like, no, they work through it, and I love mm-hmm. that. I absolutely love that about them. So they're in my top five too, uh, definitely. But at the end of the episode, you know, because um, again, we want y'all to watch it, so we're not gonna tell you exactly who dies. Just know there's a whole lot of death. And at the, at the end, April is at a very low, <laughs> a very low place when it comes to her faith. And there's something that takes place with her that's very out of character for who April is. So. Listen, <laughs> I said, wait a minute. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm about to enjoy this ride because I want her, I, I want her to be able to get to Lord. I forgot the the sister's name. Um, 
Derek's sister, Amelia. I, 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 I want her to get to an Amelia place. No, not drugs. Wait a minute. But, wait a minute. But I wait want her minute. to get Hold some up. private practice darkness. I want her to get some Woo. private practice darkness. Because <laughs> mm. I think it's going to make us appreciate when she comes out of it even more, you know? Um. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Don't know. Don't know how you feel about it. Come on. I don't, don't think I can handle that. Yes. My eyes, my eyes are watering. <laughs> Come on. Because I, I didn't like Amelia when she first came to Grace, but then I went back and I watched Private Practice, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, oh, let me hug you. Listen, let me feed you. That just baby come here. A journey. <laughs> and you want April to go through something similar? I said no drugs now, no drugs. But I, I, I need for her to hit a bottom. I need for her to. I need for her okay. to get to a place where it's. I need for it to get to a place where God comes shining through in a way He never has for her. Okay, you know. Now, now, Private Practice was darker. Yes. But these characters on Grey's don't have no filter. <laughs> and you want April to get, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't. An April intervention with these Grey's characters, I don't really see it going. L- listen, because you're not ready for the way that April go off on them. You said they don't have filter, but we know when April is drinking, taken to the point of anger, she can be up there with the best of them on that show. Okay. Listen, listen, give it to me. Don't come and marry sideways. Listen, that's the number one person (laughs) who needs to come at her. So we can really, (laughs) because that's been the the whole damn time. You know, she ends up having Meredith's job, nobody showing her respect. That's been April. It's been a whole thing of April is not respected. She's this shy, timid little lamb. Bring it. You just made me excited. (laughs) You made me even more excited at the idea of it. Let her die hair, darker (laughs) color. Like, come on, bring it. Oh, <laughs> but okay because we could talk about being ready we wasn't ready for the fact that that whole thing was an hour so <laughs> uh, listen the pop culture gonna be 10 minutes <laughs> now you can't blame it on me this time you can't blame it on me this time <laughs> this, this was mutual and thankfully we didn't give a time we just said we wanted it to be a little short but <laughs> we, we should already okay. know that when we say that we know it means that it's gonna be long so we need to right? stop it saying really it's means it's short. longer right right so for, say it's gonna be a long one right. <laughs> for the misfits listening <laughs> when you hear us say it's gonna be long that's when you can be like oh that's gonna be like a 25 minute episode all right <laughs> <laughs> But for those of you who have held on and you're here for, for hour two, now right. we get to get into the theme of this episode. And for this episode, it's all about the questions, Brandon. So mm-hmm. and this is kind of like us giving a service to those of you who are always listening. We really appreciate it, you know. And we uh, thank you. Sorry, I felt. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm going to be quiet because I don't know where this is going. Like, what's about to happen right now? But, uh, but yeah, so Brandon and I went out. Now, we didn't put it all over social media. We went out to, you know, friends and stuff like that. And um, now all of y'all, you know, y'all are misfits, but we wanted to go out to people because we didn't want to leave it to chance. You know, we we're like, all right, let's make sure we get some definite questions. So we had, uh, we had some of our friends submit questions to us. Uh, so that we could talk about it. Not only friends, but people who actually listen to the podcast. Let me be clear. So it's not like yeah. people who are like, you know, all right, this is, this is your little project. Let me go ahead. No. <laughs> These are people who are yeah, actually. Like people who we are, we are sure listen regularly. Right. Like. <laughs> so we um, we picked out 
four questions because we actually got a good number of questions. So what we're going to do is that we're going to save those. We actually got enough, Brandon, that we can do like maybe, what, two or three more episodes of this? We could, or yeah. hell, just the whole episode of questions. I don't know. Just look how long we did pop culture. I was I about to say, we don't want to do that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we already proved with four pop culture topics. We could do an hour just with four pop culture topics. So. <laughs> We're going to space this out a little bit. But, um, but yeah, so we still want people to submit more questions because this is going to be a regular thing for us. Uh, there's a possibility maybe we can make this to be a monthly thing like our live show. Uh-oh. Ooh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Because if the questions keep coming like they did with this, you know, I think we ended up with close to 20 questions, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. So I'm like, this is definitely something that we can use going on in the future. So, you know, we can talk about that offline. But uh, <clears throat> so who you want to go for? What we did, Brandon and I both picked questions from each other. So Brandon had a list of questions mm-hmm. he got from his people. I got a uh, list of questions I got from mine. And then I figured the way to do it best so that we didn't choose topics that we particularly wanted to talk about ourselves. Each person chose from the other person's list. So, uh, I think you should go first, just given that, um, I, I guess a little warning or preview, whatever. Mm-hmm. My question is a little bit more pop culture entertainment leaning. Yeah. And yours a little bit more relationship based. Yeah. So I think you can go with your, one of your questions first. Okay. Since we kind of came off our, you know, okay. <laughs> <laughs> then we can bring it back. So the first question that was asked and, uh, a lot of people, um, didn't uh, submit their names, but he specifically <laughs> decided to use his name. So he goes by the nickname of Sonic. I was like, you're not going to use your real? Okay. <laughs> we can use Sonic. Um, so Sonic, uh, his question is, is discussing your sexual past a deal breaker for you uh, for uh, the other person? Um, so did you want to touch it first or you wanted me to go into it? Um. Okay, and I just want to clarify real quick. So, just like your sexual past in general, not yeah. necessarily. Yeah. Um, so, so is your is your like if you share with a person how many people you've been sexual with, and they decide that they can't do they can't do it. You know, I can't be with you, or vice versa. You mm-hmm. know, if you're talking to somebody and they decide to share with you, I've slept with thirty people. Is that going to be a deal breaker? Are you like okay, I can't do this anymore, and you bounce? So yeah. No, I don't think that um, your number of partners should be a, a deal breaker because. Um, I think specifically, like, in in the black gay community with men, mm-hmm. I think, and I might be stereotyping, but just from the way I see people interact online, right. I do think most of our numbers are pretty high. So I think to be judging anybody mm-hmm. when yours are probably similar to is, you know, <laughs> is, is wrong. <laughs> I think it's, it's pretty hypocritical. Um, I think everybody, quote-unquote, wants the, in their mind, they, quote-unquote, want the idea of, like, an untouched version or whatever whatever but then people also say that they want somebody who knows how to do flip it and suck it and lick it and slurp it and spin it and you saw a version not gonna have to do all of that Listen. so it's like you can't get somebody who <laughs> has only been with a few people or only had sex a few times and then right. still now granted you can teach people how to please you but Listen. people want sex experts but they want them to have low body counts and it's very similar yeah, to how straight men treat straight women mm-hmm. but <laughs> I, I don't think it should matter Right. Like the number itself. I don't think that that should matter. Yeah. I, uh, <clears throat> I, I'm very much of that mind. Uh, I, I do not care about the number. I never even ask. Um, Listen. I, I, <laughs> it, it don't do nothing for me. 
Like, okay, you know, it doesn't matter if it was 10 or 100. Like, my, my thing is, is that why should I care if you've had sex with 100 people? What is that doing? You and I have had sex together. All of the, <laughs> I'm about to be so graphic. All the holes are properly tight, you know? <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing that's dangling in the front doesn't have a bunch of scars and bumps and stuff. Like, hey, you know? Other than us going and making sure that we get tested, which, duh, you know? I'm like, other than that, why do I care that it was uh, 100 people? You good? I'm good. You know, I'm I, if I, if I penetrate you and I don't fall in, like whoa! I'm going to leave. <laughs> Just want you to know that long ass, dramatic ass, cartoonish ass sound effect. <laughs> well, you're not gonna be able to leave if you fall in. <laughs> <sighs> now you're in the sunken place. But anyway, well, everybody ain't lengthy enough to fall. Ha-ha! So, I think um, the important part <laughs> of the question is that it's your sex past. Uh-huh. And I think if, you know, that's your past, those are the people that you were having sex with. I think if we're together, and this is monogamous relationships. Right. So, if we're together currently and you're not having sex with anybody else, right. I think that that's the most important. Yeah. Now, you tell me, you know, you're going to be monogamous and then, you know, they still out there. Wait a minute, because you know <laughs> I gotta go get a weapon. Like what you do. I don't. What you do. Right. I mean, so we can talk. Is that what you're gonna do? Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I have my microphone right here. I can loan this to you when you're having the conversation with them, because this is something you can use to talk, and then it could also be considered a weapon. So you take this, you know. Ta da! How about look at me solving things I, for you? How about I turn on the microphone app on my phone? Okay. I could do that. Anyway, um, so yeah, we <laughs> we both agree that for us, it's not a deal breaker, <laughs> right? Yeah, no, it's not a deal breaker. I'm with you. I don't even think that even comes up. That's not um, something. I think like you're saying, like getting tested or things like you know, like if you currently have, I guess, any STDs or things. You know, saying things like that. Yeah, nature are more important, or the things that you like or dislike sexually. You know what I'm saying? Or like what, you know what I'm saying? How can I begin? Like I was saying, how can I please you better kind of a thing? Yeah. But who you already had sex with doesn't really matter. I guess unless, now I guess unless like somebody that you know that I know, kind of like that I'm like close with or something like that. Yes. I think that could be a conversation to be had, but that doesn't factor into like the sex, the number of sex partners. Right, right. Yeah, because my thing is, is that if you've had sex with like one of my best friends or something and I didn't know about it, then my whole thing is, is that you're going to have to be around him again. So, you know, we're going to be good. Like, are, Listen, are there any lingering feelings? Like that we need are to talk we gonna about. <laughs> if we have that conversation and we're all good, then OK. You know, because he got a key. So if he got to come over and like, listen, walk the dog or something for me. Listen, you here. Laying around in your underwear, like, <laughs> do I need to come home with my gun? Like, let me know. <laughs> so damn violent, anyway. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> okay. But I don't hide it, so you know what you're getting. <laughs> it's not like, oh my gosh, what is crazy? I come from. It was here on date one. I don't know what you. <laughs> you didn't see him. He was eating the chicken fingers. What you mean? What? <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. We'll move on. We'll move on because you're cutting up. You're being so foolish. 
Wait a minute. So I'm about to be um, I'm about to be real unprofessional right now. I'm hungry, so I'm about to eat me some uh, organic sour gummy worms while you talking. So yeah. And she put a snack. <laughs> well, this ain't a long question, so you put it too fast. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to know. Oh, okay. <laughs> what's, what's the question? How about I'm gonna read it, then I'm gonna answer to give you time to get your okay. your gummy worms off. Okay. See, now I could have had my chips a while ago, but whatever. It's a healing space, and, and sometimes you need food to heal. But yeah, okay. But I need more than some chips. But anyways, you need right? Cause I'm like, you need. You said about eating chips, and I'm like, that's crunchy. No one's gonna hear me with, with the sour gummy worms. <laughs> they gonna hear you. My so uh-huh, right. <laughs> Bitch. Anyway, <laughs> this question is. Um, I don't know if they wanted me to say the name, so I'm not going to. Okay. So I don't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, granted, it's not a personal question, but I just don't know if they wanted me to spit them out. Right. But you know who you are. Come on. Thank now. you for submitting. Um. So the question is, how do you feel about colorism in Hollywood? Okay. Um. Are you still chewing? You want no, me to go ahead? I'm about to. I have to go get them. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have them yet. So I can't. All right, go ahead and talk. <laughs> but, but but don't say anything that's too spicy, so so that I'd be like, oh my god, I missed that part. All right, go ahead. I cannot. Um, <laughs> um I definitely feel like uh, colorism is still alive. It's still very well, and it's because it's like such a big factor within the black community. That's why it still happens in Hollywood. It's not um, necessarily going to change overnight. And granted, I know a lot of strides and a lot of progress has been made over the years and i think that's a such a um big part of why black panther is such a big deal because mm-hmm. like all of the leads are dark skin mm-hmm. and that's not something that we normally see or have maybe have ever even seen don't especially in a superhero you know what i'm saying type of field mm-hmm. um and also people who feel like especially on tv that um always or a lot of times the at least in family sitcoms or even in just Shows in general, they don't normally cast a, a either a racially ambiguous quote unquote person mm-hmm. or always a a lighter skinned person to um, play the role. I think that's such a big deal. Watch why Old Davis kept reiterating her her favorite log line. We'll talk about how we would murder, right. but you know what I'm saying because she's fifty, but she's a dark skinned woman. You know what I'm saying she's being sexualized, something that we don't normally see. Mm-hmm. I think that was again a big thing with being Mary Jane because Gabrielle Union is darker skinned. Yeah. I know some people who have not necessarily been happy. Not to say they don't like the show Blackish, but mm-hmm. they're like, okay, it's a it's a light skinned family. And it's like when a lot of people just kinda of feel like when do I get to see myself represented? Because it's all about representation. Everybody will see themselves. Not to say you can't connect to blackish just because you're darker skinned. Right. But <clears throat> you want to be able to you know what I'm saying, like why is the the darker skinned friend always the best friend? Mm-hmm. Or why are they always, you know what I'm saying, the sidekick or the coworker? Why are they never, you know, the love interest or the lead kind of a thing. So colorism definitely still exists. Um, I do think that I feel like with more black people coming in, mm-hmm. I feel like that might make it change. Just because I feel like other people in power don't necessarily think about it as much, or even think about it. It might be a subconscious thing, but it's not like at the forefront of their mind. Whereas I know some black people are like, okay, this is clearly an issue, and so I clearly want to, you know, like darker skin content creator or writers or screenwriters or whatever they're like okay well I'm darker skin so I want somebody darker skin to kind of represent me and people who look like me Right. so it's definitely still an issue but it would just take more people who know that it's an issue to kind of fix it 
it's I don't know that in that last sentence you said I don't know if that last sentence means that I'm about to disagree with you or if I agree with you just in different ways like um uh-huh. because my uh my response and when you told me about the question I was like that works perfectly because I literally just finished watching a video of Jennifer Lewis and there was a uh, someone who was interviewing her and they asked her a question about what she thinks you know uh if she's had difficulty getting parts because mm-hmm. of the color of her skin and I loved her answer. Her answer was that has never been an excuse for her because she said mm-hmm. when I wasn't able to get roles, I made roles. You know, yes, I did. Um, Jackie's back. You know, things like that. And I'm like, that's the way I've always thought about things. You know, in past episodes of the show, I talked about how you know I've always created spaces for me when I was writing for a magazine, and I felt like you know, well, several magazines, and none of them I felt like were really speaking my voice. I created my own. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to open mics and I felt like there wasn't an open mic that spoke to people the way I wanted it to. I created my own open mic, you know? Uh, so mm-hmm. that's the kind of person I've always been. I've always been one of those kind of people that's like, create your own lane. So I appreciated when she said that. Cause it's like, I'm not going to use my color as an excuse when I know how phenomenal I am. So I'm going to go out here. And the thing is what I love about her is that for her, it's about the work. And I'm glad that that just came to me because I really want to stress that. What I love about Jennifer Lewis is for Jennifer Lewis is about the work. It's not about the notoriety. Now, mind you, you wouldn't get that from a personality because it's a fabulous woman. She wants you to know she's fabulous, but, <laughs> but you wouldn't get that from her personality. But she doesn't need all that. For her, it was the work. It was the craft. It was the art. And that's the reason why Jackie's Back is a cult favorite. You know, it's not like it did mega bucks in theaters. You know, it's like it's it something- was a TV movie. Uh, you- yeah. So, right. So it's like it's not. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's not so like something where it's like everybody in the world knows about it, but it's mm-hmm. a classic, you know? So it's like, and she's she's constantly worked year after year, decade after decade. She's worked. And it's because her yeah. whole thing is, is that I'm not going to use that as an excuse. I'm going to go out here and do what it is that I need to do. She's been everybody's mama, but you know who Jennifer Lewis is, <laughs> you know? So it's like when, <laughs> I, I think that's my thing. My thing is, is that we can use it and we can't, I mean, it's real. And that's the reason why, I, you know, I was like, I don't know if this means I am agreeing with you or not. I feel like it is. We, we are agreeing. Um, it is a thing. There is no denying it. Not for a minute am I going to sit here and try to act like it isn't, you know. Um, yeah. It absol- there absolutely is inequality when it comes to that. Um, but the thing is, is that I don't want people to lean on it. I don't want people to be like, you know, colorism is an issue. And so that's going to be my excuse if I don't get this or if I don't get that. My thing is, do it yourself. You You may not... You may not end up getting those mega bucks. The thing is, don't you, you want to have a good life. And I can only say that speaking from my point of view, and I've said that to other people in the past. I can't tell you how wealthy you should be because there are people who come from means that I didn't experience. You know, people had a a, a lesser, a lesser life financially, I guess I would say. Uh, Mm -hmm. So sometimes I, you know, I have to make it very clear to people. I understand that what you went through isn't something I went through. So I don't have the right to tell you that you shouldn't strive to have all of this. But my thing is, is that at the end of the day, if you want to be happy, you can't take money with you. So have a have a happy, good life. Like I look at Jennifer Lewis right now and I'm like, she has worked her ass off and she hasn't been in no major temple, you know. She can't say she's been in Fast and the Furious. She's been in any Marvel movies, you know? 
And it's like, yeah. but she's living a great, she just released a book. And when I tell you, you would think that is the, you think it was the greatest thing she's ever created. Like, like and I look at her and I, I think that's my thing. My <laughs> thing is that she's created a book and she's celebrating that thing and selling that thing. Like it's the last thing she's ever going to do. It's her book, you know? It's not like mm-hmm. she's going around telling you you need to go see Black Panther because she's in it. Like, like no, this is her book. <laughs> That's her baby. And so I'm looking at people right now, like, as black people, we need to be out here creating her, our own. Go out there and create something that speaks to exactly who you are. And the people who gravitate towards it will gravitate towards it. It's about the work. Jennifer Lewis, for decades, has put in the work. And she's reaped the benefits of it, you know? We live in this culture now, Brandon, that feels like, okay, I could just wake up in the morning and go on YouTube, create a few videos, and now I'm going to be a millionaire. We we don't think about the hard work that goes into it anymore. Everything is instant gratification, you know? So it's mm-hmm. like, I'm going out here now, and it's like, okay, I'm doing this as a young black person. You're not supporting me the way that you, you know, the way that you should. Everybody's against me, you know? And it's like, no, it's like, we, we got to stop thinking that the returns are going to come immediately. Put the work in for it, you know, put the work in for it. Let everybody see that you're out here hustling and doing what it is that you need to do. And the people who are supposed to support you will support you. That's me. I I am very aware that colorism is a thing in this world, but it has never and will never hold me back. I won't allow it to. Well, all right, then. (laughs) Okay. So the next question, because you said all right then, so I thought that was your way of telling me to keep going. Or were you? Were you? Yeah, to? I don't really have a response. You kind of covered it all. I don't <laughs> know what to say. <laughs> okay, so the next question, I have to read this exactly how they put it, because um, I feel like I'm still going to need to break it down afterwards. Um, why do gay men feel like there is an extra value or tax on being in a relationship? Then they put example. We've been together for six months. You know, that's like two years in the gay world. Okay. So pretty much the question that he's asking is, <laughs> why is it that we feel the need to do that? You know, um, in mine, I guess my, my answer is like twofold. One, it's just humor. It's not to be taken seriously. You know, it's kind of like a good light chuckle. Like, you know, when it comes to gay, you know, this is what it is that you're going to get. Uh, but then on the other hand, it's like we have to be realistic. And I need to make this very clear for not only our straight people who are listening, but our same gender loving people as well when I say this, because people on both ends feel this way. You are dealing with two men. You feel me? So it's like, take that out of gay or straight, you're dealing with two men. So even if it's a dude who's in a relationship, it will operate this way when he's with a woman. So you get two dudes so completely. You have two men. So men thinking of the way and operating the way that they do, it's going to be more difficult when it comes to a relationship because you have one guy who's in a relationship with a woman. And more often than not, when you're looking at these heterosexual relationships (laughs) and this is this patriarchal society we live in, usually it's the dude who's fucking up. No, not always, you know, not always, not at all. There are a lot of women who F up in relationships, but more often than not, what it is that we've seen are dudes, you know. So it's like you're dealing with these two guys who are in a relationship and they're doing their best to hold strong just so they can make it to a year. So it's like when when you see this, you know, this uh, this Bigfoot (laughs) in in the form of relationship between two men where it's lasted 10 years, it's like, oh, my God, it's the Loch Ness Monster. It's like they've been together for a decade. Who does this? It's amazing to us because and, and I think this is the thing that people always miss. 
you've gotten two dudes who have been able to exist in this relationship. People always trying to make it gay, but I'm like, no, it's men. That's what it is that we're celebrating. <laughs> it's like it seems so difficult to be able to get men to want to settle down with just one person, you know, with women, a lot of women, again, not all. But with a lot of women, it's the whole idea of family. It's like, you know, OK, this is what it is that I want. And you know, if we're sticking to these stereotypes, because, again, it's not across the board, but it's the caregiver, you know. Um, it's like okay this is what it is that i want i want the children i want the family you know i want all these things while the guy is out here and it's like okay well i want to be able to go out here and peruse see these different people that i want and all these kind of things so you get two dudes who are like that and the whole thing is and this this is when we get away from the stereotypes there are men out here who are very much like women you know um and well excuse me i want to take that back there are (laughs) men out here who who go against the stereotypes that we've created of what women are supposed to be. And it shows you when it comes to men and women that we're far more well-rounded when it comes to masculinity and femininity. And we've allowed society to say that this is the way that things are supposed to be, you know? So you very much have women who are out here who are like, no, I'm going to play the field. <laughs> I'm gonna, And this is in, you know, there are lesbians who are like this, transgendered, uh, transgendered men, you know? There are uh, there are same gender loving men who are like this. It, it, we've gotten to a point now where we're starting to understand that these ideas that we've created in our mind are what are supposed to be the people who want to be in relationships, who don't want to be in relationships. That's BS. It's all according to mentality, personality, emotions, all of those things. So you're looking at relationships now where you get two men who can be in relationships. And it's because these two people are, I guess you would, the, the, the term equally yoked. And I don't necessarily know the science to it <laughs> because you, you look and you're like, there are a lot of guys who are like, I feel like I'm never going to find happiness. And it seems like it's a lot more rare when it comes to same gender loving men. And this is the reason why that's used. You know, the whole idea of it's been six months for you. Oh, it's absolutely been two years, baby. Like <laughs> if the two of y'all been able to make it six months, that's amazing. You know? What, you've been together for two years? And I mean, you know, there are some people who could look at it like it's sad. But I also feel like it's a reality in dealing with traumas. Because, and, and I feel like this is such a layered question, and that's why I'm about to give up the floor to you, because I can really keep going. Um, but it's like, it's layered in the sense that you also have to deal with the, the trauma of black men. If we're just, if we're bringing it, you know, from same gender loving men to specifically black queer men. Dealing with our traumas and triggers that we've had to deal with growing up, especially those who grew up in the church. It's like, dude, you have to be able to get past that, too, you know? So as a man who's attempting to properly love another man, you have layers you got to get through. In a lot of instances, when it comes to us, more layers than you do with other cultures. You feel me? So it's mm-hmm. like, if you're able to get past that, that's the reason why your ass is celebrating those two years. Like, it's like, okay, you're saying that. And the people on the other end who are looking, they're celebrating because it's a lighthearted joke, but also because in the reality, baby, you two black queer loving men have made it two years in this world where it's hard for us to even make it several months. You know, you're, you're beating the odds because not only were you able to get past everything the society is throwing against you, but y'all have probably thrown some shit against each other, too, because you've had unchecked trauma <laughs> that you've been throwing at each other, you know? So that's mm-hmm. why we celebrate it. We celebrate it because we are constantly dealing with landmines with each other day in and day out to truly reach one another. 
We're on opposite ends of the field, and all we're trying to do every day is get to one another and to embrace and be one. And there are landmines that are in the way every day that we need to be able to step over properly. And so, yeah, that's my answer for the reason why it happens. My bad. Well, well all right then. I don't even know if I can follow up with that. I'm gonna goodness. go ahead and eat these sour <laughs> organic sour gummy. <laughs> Whatever. But no, um, I agree with some of the things you said. I do definitely think that um, society, like, kind of stereotypes and even, not necessarily conditions, Mm -hmm. but men in general, you know what I'm saying, aren't necessarily, quote-unquote, groomed Mm -hmm. to be monogamous or groomed to be in relationships. And so I think, of course, when you get two men, that does make it harder. I think men, of course, also aren't... um, I don't know why I'd want to use the word groomed, but, you know, not necessarily taught... (laughs) For, you know what I'm saying, communication skills, mm-hmm. taught, you know what I'm saying, this is how you should, again, like you're saying, all of the the unchecked or the undealt with traumas that we have, mm-hmm. um, dealt how to, you know, fully express your emotions, all of those things. I do think that all of those things are true, and all those things can factor in. I do also think, though, that in this social media age, there's another layer where so many people want to jump into relationships because they see, and this isn't just gay, this is everybody, right. just because they see other people posting things or you know, bay pictures or date nights or whatever else. Mm-hmm. So I do think that, um, and this kind of ties into another question that we had we didn't discuss, but so I'm not going to go too far that way. <laughs> but some people, um, some people kind of situationships turn into relationships mm-hmm. for some people without mm-hmm. fully learning that person. And so it's like, because, you know, we've been hanging out and because the sex has been good, we should just start dating. Mm-hmm. And then you start dating and then it's like, oh, I really don't like you. Because <laughs> like, I didn't know, you know, the sex was good and, you know, the Netflix movies were enjoyable. But right. you, uh, not so much. Like, so I think that that's why a lot of times things don't last is mm-hmm. because that uh, all of the things that you said, but just also because people just aren't taking the necessary time to get to know each other before they say or boyfriend and boyfriend or people just want to rush into things mm-hmm. and so i i'm one of the people i guess i've always kind of laughed at it because i didn't necessarily think i've never been the type to be like when i when i see those type of jokes they're like two years oh my gosh that's so amazing i'm like no two years is two years <laughs> like i'm happy for them but it, it was you know 24 months i'm you know we're gonna keep it moving so maybe <laughs> so maybe i'm not as necessarily <laughs> you know, understanding in that <laughs> area. But, no, I definitely see how, you know what I'm saying, it can be hard and society makes it difficult. And, again, I think that um, there are a lot of stereotypes about the gay community, but also a lot of stereotypes that the gay community perpetuates and feeds into themselves or is kind of bought into. I was so, about to say, stereotypes um, usually come from truth, so... You know. Listen, <laughs> 99% of them do. <laughs> People don't like that. Just real quick, off top. Like, um, I had this uh, mentor of mine. She was like, stereotypes come from fear. I'm like, mm, they might be perpetuated by right. fear, but they don't come right. from fear. That's not what they, that's not where they start. Listen. But anyways, <laughs> so I think that, you know, again, in the gay community, like you were saying, there's some, you know, there's this whole, like, pushback. We're not straight, so we don't have to be, you know, monogamous and do the whole settle down thing and have kids. Or, you know, we don't have to, you know what I'm saying, just be with one person or, you know, like being gay is supposed to be the pushback so you can just go and be free your whole life and, you know, blase, blase, blase. And while that might work for some, there are still plenty <laughs> who do want to be in relationships and who want to settle down. And again, when I say relationships, it doesn't have to be, um, again, this goes back to communication because a lot of people aren't 
A lot of people don't know what they want. Mm-hmm. One, but also a lot of people aren't honest about the things that they want because a lot of people do want to be open in their relationship, mm-hmm. but they don't know how to say that. They don't know how to bring up the topic or maybe their partner, boyfriend, girlfriend, whomever might have been like it might have come up in a conversation about somebody else on TV or something like that and they were so anti it mm-hmm. like oh well I can never talk to you about that again communication and you know trust and all those things right. so it's so then they start to cheat and so it's like things like that it's just I think that <clears throat> things don't work because people because men are so problematic with all of the things that they're dealing with and all the things they don't know how to deal with Mm -hmm. if that makes any sense absolutely so i think i'll leave it there (laughs) (laughs) okay and for the very last question it's yours oh i forgot you started (laughs) i was like it's another question no now if you want me to answer first i can it's up to you you don't have to like back back to back that's totally up to you um you can answer first that works okay because I'm not certain about my answer yet. So, <laughs> uh, the question, I guess I'll just read it verbatim. Okay. Regarding a representation in the media um, slash film or TV, what is the uh, one story that hasn't been told um, or been told authentically that you'd like to see? I would like to see a black queer version of The Best Man. Yes. Listen. <laughs> the minute you read wait, that question. Li- huh? Wait. Wait, like literally, like, like I slept with. Now here's the thing. Here's the thing. I originally just wanted it to be something kind of in that neighborhood, but when I just said it to you just now, and you said yes, I was kind of like, wow. What if there was an actual, like, straight up, flat out (laughs) storyline, a complete Mm -hmm. remake of? So yeah, hmm, yeah. Now you brought that up. I don't know if I we talked about this on the podcast, but I know I asked you before. Mm -hmm. This is real quick, slightly off topic, but you brought up the best man. So one night at work, we were talking about it. And we were talking about, you know, how Mia and Harper slept together. And so my coworkers, two of them, it was like four of us having the conversation. My coworkers were like, Mia and Harper slept together before she got with Lance. And that's why Lance was so upset because Mia wasn't a virgin. And I was like, what movie did y'all watch? Right. I know. That's not what happened at all. <laughs> and that's literally not what he said. Right. Like, what, what movie were we... What? So why <laughs> it caused all of the all of the stress and strife between them is because it happened while they were in a relationship. And the exactly. reason why granted, always, go no, ahead. go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, now granted, I always thought that they were like on a break or just had like a fight or something. But I always knew it was like her to get back at yes. least kind of a thing. Like she was doing it to be malicious. Absolutely. Whether they were together or not. Now I always thought it was like they had like broken up briefly. But. I was like, no, like, before they got together, what? <laughs> now, Lance was, like, deeply insecure, but he was, he wouldn't have behaved that way. Right, <laughs> like, right. <laughs> it wouldn't have been, I'm going to beat you up, like, no. <laughs> but, yeah, but yes. um, <laughs> I think that would be, I think it would be a lot of fun, and mm-hmm. it's a, a necessary way to show us, because I mm-hmm. continue... I continue to take issue of the fact that whenever you do see stories of us and they give you more than one personality, it always ends up being the exact same personalities. Now, true, they do that when it comes to women as well, you know, Mm -hmm. but my thing is offer an opportunity to step outside of that. Now, you and I have had conversations about that. There are certain, you know, formulas that just work. But that's the beauty of this man is that with that, it was able to step out of just four people. You had a whole group. 
you know? Yeah. Um, and it opened up. And my thing is, it doesn't just have to be same gender loving men, you know, in the same way mm-hmm. that it was men, uh, cis, cis hetero men and women in this, you can do the exact same thing. There can be lesbians, there can be, uh, there can be gay men. It's like, but I just think it would be so refreshing, especially if it was done without there needing to be stereotypes. You feel me? Like in yeah. the best man, the most stereotypical you probably got was uh, the electric slide at the end. <laughs> like <laughs> it was like other than that, it was it was us day to day. You know, it was able to yeah. show all all the, the, the world what it looks like to simply be successful in black on a day to day basis. And that's what I would want to say. I would want that to be a good representation of who we are. It's like, look, we're same gender loving, but all of these stereotypes that you try to make us in movies, like we 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 exist far beyond that, you know. Um, and I that is true. Yeah, and I'm like, I would be so excited to see all the different because, as far as I'm concerned, you can keep the same uh, the same jobs that all the characters had, and just find mm-hmm. different ways to be able to do it, which would be once again refreshing because then it's like, okay, there's a a black, and my thing is, I want him to be open, you know, a, a black openly gay football player you know and i'm like just just make this oh keep the stereotypes away it'll be so awesome oh, i'm excited about the idea listen brandon and Me i have too. talked and um through different conversations and things that we've had and i don't i can put this out into the universe uh brandon has come to understand he i, I give him credit and kind of unearthing it in me again i have a thing for directing and all the things that go on behind the scenes as he does and i'm sitting here right now and i'm like shoot if somebody doesn't take this idea already after listening to this that might be what i need to do you know come on screenwriter yes (laughs) anyway okay so what about on your now um, but me, since I am a writer, without giving away any of my own ideas, Come on. um, you know, <laughs> t- you know, I can't catch somebody writing my stuff. <laughs> Be on a plane to L.A. But um, so no, I think just what you're saying. I think just seeing um, so I think we kind of briefly discussed this before about the coming out stories, and they should not stop at all. Mm-hmm. But I think that there's nothing wrong with seeing adult gay men dealing with life or queer men you know what I'm saying or the LGBT community in general Mm -hmm. dealing with their life and dealing with their full life I think that again like going back to the colorism thing a lot of times and Granny knows that diversity has been such a big issue on TV specifically you know you've been seeing more and more um, LGBT characters again though in the background kind of like the sidekick or they work at the job also or they're a recurring character or whatever Mm -hmm. but I think like if they were to be able to lead you know, a show, or be able, like you're saying, to have a movie full, and a movie that actually goes, um, movie that does well, actually is able to be at the theater, it's kind of a thing, and not just like a limited release, only in certain cities, or whatever, right. kind of a thing, because, again, Moonlight was such a big thing, but it wasn't solely about me, it was more of a coming of age story, Right. and so I think that just having, you know what I'm saying, like LGBT, I mean, just LGBT people at the center of the narrative, just living their lives, kind of a thing, like dealing with family issues, dealing with work issues, dealing with, you know what I'm saying, problems with their friends, and then, you know, having relationship issues, but not the stereotypical type of things. But yeah, just them being able to exist. Right. I think that's what I would like to see. I don't know if there's specifically one story that I feel like wasn't told correctly or hasn't been told right, at least off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Um, because I do think a lot of times, again, though, those like 
writers or whatever on shows where they're trying to be diverse or have like an issue of the week or whatever do try to bring awareness quote unquote or do try to highlight certain things Mm -hmm. and so i don't think that's good i do think it's necessary especially depending on the show it can really you know spark a dialogue conversation or you never know who's watching and what you know what i'm saying conversation it might bring in that particular household or whatever or how it might change because i do think tv and film also has the power to change you know, people's minds in, in a in a good way like if it's your favorite character and then they're dealing with something you've been dealing with and then you see how they come to accept it then it's like okay well that works for some people right and so, um, there's not something specific in my head that I can think of without giving away any of my ideas. <laughs> but I, I think just seeing, you know what I'm saying, us live. And the same thing with, like, black cis people also, you know what I'm saying, just in general, just being able to exist. Right. I think there's, I think that's what's needed. And it's what needs to be out there. Yeah. Okay. But yes, come on, though. You and the gay best man right now. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that definitely needs to be mm-hmm. a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Ironically enough, though, when you were talking, I was like, it's a really black movie. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, some of the like blackest movies have been, of course, you know, they always say when you lean into the specific, it becomes more universal. Yeah. And I'm like, that really is true. Like, because the best man really could have been seven eight how many folks it was white people yes like absolutely nothing would have been different like <laughs> soul food really could have been the latino family and yes. like this same shit would happen like because because even white people do the electric slides so yeah <laughs> they attempted child on the one to three <sighs> anyway moving forward <laughs> moving forward no some can do it it's but, electric boogie 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 eight. here we go <laughs> Go ahead. Um, so now with that being all done <laughs> we can now get into good news which always catches brandon off guard but yeah oh i have some come on technically, technically. <laughs> it was it was the reason we recorded so late but it's good to me come on talk about <laughs> your good news yes so i got my alarm system finally set up today it was originally supposed to be set up um the day after it had snowed yes. a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So that's how long we've been trying to like reschedule it or do whatever. <laughs> that man showed up at 10 o'clock today. He was like, I'm here to set up your stuff. I was like, excuse me? <laughs> like, <laughs> he was like, yeah, you supposed to, you have an appointment today? I was like, I guess. <laughs> but in my mind, I was like, he's here now. So you might as well come on in and do the stuff. Because right. I don't want to have to go through the process. <laughs> and so he was very nice. He made sure. Because I did like a self-installation of my um, Wi-Fi and my uh, cable. Because for some reason, Cox likes to do that. <laughs> now, granted, the, the instructions were fairly simple. That was fine. But um, because like my little router or whatever thing on the wall that you plug the cables into was like painted over and was like improperly installed into the wall. Wall, mm-hmm. my like wires were kind of hanging out a little bit so he like fixed all of that and, you know had to replace a thing or two and then he finally did my alarm system right but lord he was talkative because you and i were <laughs> supposed to record at 10 a.m this man did not leave my house until about 12 30 or 12 <laughs> or whatever time it was i'm just like <laughs> now great i get you know like stuff is setting up and it has to load but whoo right man was talkative it's like okay <laughs> Well, it's just us in here, so I gotta engage, you know. 
for those of you who don't know, because I just realized this is this is an episode where we actually didn't mention it. It feels like we mention it all the time, uh, whatever day it is. We're actually recording this on our regular day on Tuesday. Uh, we're this right now, so yeah, it's going up a little Bye-bye. later. But uh, I think that's the second time that we've recorded on an actual Tuesday. So yeah. <laughs> this conversation is taking place and you're hearing it right after if you're listening to it the day it's in real time listen now no plan. <laughs> <laughs> my uh my good news is that i quit my job well okay then <laughs> and most folks wouldn't be like you, you say good right <laughs> we think well, i like lean in you know right. like the oprah gift where she closed the book Oh, uh, yeah, I went on a business trip for the past five days, and I was in Alabama. Ooh, Jesus, not five. Was it was that long? <laughs> yes, it was that long. Oh, <laughs> God. Yeah. I remember one night you texted me. It was like 1 a.m. talking about you was in a business meeting. I was like, oh, what? <laughs> yeah, we went there, and uh, it was an eye-opener for me. I had just gotten a promotion one week ago. And uh, after I got the promotion, like two days later, we were on the road and uh, a lot of things were shared with me. I was kind of like I told them I was like, I feel like the curtain was pulled down. It was like once I got my promotion, they're like, "Okay, we can really tell you everything now. Um, And uh, no, no, (laughs) a lot of things were shared with me. I was not the biggest fan of, Uh, you know, I've talked about how it's a really positive environment and it is an amazingly positive environment. I really, really like the people there. But I realize that it's a place for younger people. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, for people my age, no. I've experienced too much, you know. Um, <clears throat> I've seen what's on the other side. I've I've been paid too much. And uh, I look at this, this job now, the job that I had, I would have still found myself looking at my bank account all the time. And I loved that, you know, the p- past several years of my life, I've never had to look at the bank, my bank account. That's the kind of money I was making, you know. That's also how how good a steward of my own finances I was. Um, so I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't have an opportunity with this job to be that person. So, <laughs> so I'm like, no, that's not going to be a thing. So I told them yesterday that I, it was going to be my last day, you know. And um, I'm not stressing. I'm actually in a really good place right now. You know, I told them, I was like, in case you think that I'm trying to, you know, screw you all over and leaving and going right for another job, I don't have another job. Uh, I don't have any more income that's coming in other than my teaching yoga. So this isn't something where I'm like, ha I got you. I got another job. No, (laughs) I'm, I'm, you know, sending prayers up to God that I'm going to be able to find something quick, but I'm good. I'm not stressed. And it's not like I was at the end of the year where I was like at my lowest of lows. I think I needed this, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, I needed this to be able to show me that I still have it because Atlanta broke me down. Like I felt like I was like, I have a good ass resume. Why can't I still get it? But honestly, the way that this has filled me up, it's filled me up in a way now where I'm like, not only am I going to look for a nine to five, but while I'm doing that, I'm also about to start looking for mad different yoga studios to teach at. Um, well, because on, I'm man. like, I'm about to see it as a thing where, listen, I'm running them side by side. Either a nine to five is going to come or I'm about to start teaching in like five different yoga locations around the city. And for those of you who don't know, yoga pays quite well. So <laughs> if I can get, get a stretch th- on, <laughs> <laughs> if I can get into some of these studios, we're going to be all good. <laughs> and that can just be, you know, my passion can finally, you know, once again, become yeah, my nine And to it might have been. Something like that. Um, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, you're you know, good. You keep saying it's a Gemini thing. Um, 
but no, it might have been, you know, something to push you further into yoga again. Yeah. Because I know this is what you were doing again last year, and it wasn't working the way you wanted it to, but right. maybe you had to go. Some- you said what? No, I was agreeing with you. Okay, no, I'm, I thought you said, like, wait, I'm hearing stuff, <laughs> getting older. Um, but I, <laughs> but no, but maybe, you know, like you said, you had to go to this job and be like, okay, mm, you had a nine to five, wasn't, mm, no. Right. So, you <laughs> go back to yoga, so maybe that's the push you, something to remind you that nine to five, I'm kind of over that. Right. So, yeah, it's going to all work out for the best. Come on, speak. Indeed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Shonda. There we go. There we go. My feelings are starting to get hurt. I was like, you know, I believe in consistency. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't get my Shonda this episode. What's going on? Shonda, Shonda. <sighs> Shania Twain. <laughs> Shut up. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. So, yes, that's our good news. <laughs> um, I know that we told you guys uh, last week that we were going to have our best friends on here. But the way that life works out is that I ended up being on a business trip. But he lied. He lied. <laughs> Whatever. No, I ended up being on a business trip, <laughs> which made it difficult to happen. So that's what we're going to shoot for for next week is finally having the, uh, the best friends on. Um, see if we can knock that out. And uh, yeah, where can they walk with you, Mr. BHW? You know, people want to sing the Touch by an Angel theme song every time you say that. Um, <laughs> so what? <laughs> And Instagram at uh, No More Otis. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can walk <laughs> with uh, the Healing Space on Instagram at ths podcast and on Twitter at underscore ths podcast. If you'd like to see more, <laughs> if you'd like to see more of the Healing Space away from those two, uh, you can go to my company on Facebook, which is Revolution Multimedia, and on Snapchat, it's Revolution. LLC? <laughs> like, Revolution Media? You know I'm off the top of my head. I, I always forget the name of it on Snapchat. Because it's, it's the least used of all of them. But uh, if, more of y'all, if more of y'all walk with us on Snapchat, it'll give more reason to use it. But, um, but yeah, if you want to be able to walk with me on social media across all platforms, it is Scorpi Yogi. And you know what I realized, Brandon? I was looking at my name the mm-hmm. other day. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. I keep spelling it out for people like two separate things, but it really is Scorpio with GI at the end. Like, I'm like, I need to start making that easier. Be like, okay, if you want to spell my name, it's Scorpio GI. That's all. Like, I was like, why am I making but, it? But it's so a different? Y. What'd you say? But it's a Y in it. Yeah, Scorpio has a Y. Scorpio? Scorpio? Like the sign has a Y? I'm confused. Is it, is it, wait, where's the why? I'm, I'm confused too. Wait a minute. Oh, oh, wow. Good point. Wow. Wow. Okay, you got me, right? Like, there's no one. I you, right? Wow, I got real, I got real, uh, real, real hooked on phonics with that one. Yeah. Ciao. <laughs> I was so confident, wasn't I? I was real confident. You were. I've been I've been spelling it this way for too long, (laughs) and then you like said it with such confidence, right? Because I'm like, yo, duh, yo. (laughs) You said it, you like Scorpio, yo. I'm like, um. (laughs) I know how it's pronounced. Okay, okay. So that that means past me was more intelligent than present me. (laughs) 
Past me got it. That's why I pressed me. Kept separating. Past me kept separating it all the time. <laughs> Present me was like, that doesn't make any sense. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Alrighty. So, yeah, on social media, it's Scorpio <laughs> Yogi. Um, <laughs> and you can walk Ooh. with me on there all over social media. And uh, <laughs> that is our show for today. And we ended up getting to, how long is this? An hour and 53 minutes. Down the road. You were determined you were going to do it? (laughs) (laughs) You couldn't hold it anymore? (laughs) I couldn't. couldn't. You kept saying walk with, and I just had to. Well, we look forward (laughs) to being with you all again next week. Thank you so much for listening. Please make sure that you're subscribing to us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcast, uh, Google Play Music, uh, YouTube. Definitely uh, make sure that you share, that you comment, do reviews as well. We ask that you do all of these things because the more that you interact with us in that way, it makes it so it's more obvious to other people on those sites. That's kind of where the algorithm is set up, that the more traffic we get as far as people... Uh, uh, sharing it and commenting and doing reviews it makes it more obvious to others so please do your best to help others to get healed by making sure you're doing all of those things we appreciate it again thank you so much and until next week we love you and namaste namaste